0: Welcome, everybody, to the Pac Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Well, today was supposed to be the day, it's Tuesday as I record this, that Donald Trump was to be indicted. Well, it didn't happen. And I'm not sure it's going to happen. I'm not sure it's going to happen. And even if it does, it's not an arrest, an indictment is a formal charge. But the other side, the left wants to see Trump in cuffs. They're, they want nothing less than the perp walk for Trump. They think it's going to demoralize him and debase him so much that he will not have a chance of winning the 2024 election. I think they're wrong. A lot of people think they're wrong. And uh, But this this case in New York City, this Alvin Bragg is a Soros DA. Soros has spent millions of dollars, and he's bought over three dozen district attorneys, or district attorney, I should say, from around the country. Alvin Bragg is one of these people. He is a political hack. So Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan, is set to, uh, according to reports, to indict the former president. What's the charge? It's impossible to overstate Bragg's judgment, bad judgment, I think here. And I'm not an attorney, but I don't think you have to be an attorney to see that this is just trumped up Nonsense. Excuse the pun. I mean, we live in a country. We live in a free country, and it's going to stay that way. There are a lot of people on the left who don't like the fact that we're free. Laws have got to be applied equally in a free country. If they are not, then we live under a tyranny. In a free country, laws apply to all citizens equally. I I was listening to uh, Alan Dershowitz, the famed. Harvard Law Professor, and he made it very clear, and he's a brilliant lawyer. He's been doing this stuff for six decades, he said today on WABC Radio. According to Dershowitz, he was on with Megyn Kelly too this week. He said Bragg is combining two statutes into a felony. Paying hush money is not illegal, it's not even a misdemeanor. So Bragg is using some kind of legal contortion to form a charge, a felony charge. Now, it's a stretch. If Trump gets indicted, I mean, look, if Trump gets indicted, how can Biden be far behind? Or the Bidens? $3 million from communist China, the Biden family, Hunter got money, Jim, the president's brother, Haley, his daughter-in-law. I mean, this hush money business, this goes back, I think, to 2016. And these kinds of settlements are what's called uh, NDA agreements you know, the hush money payments. It's normal. No crime was committed by Trump. And, you know, a friend of mine at work sent me something that Stormy Daniels had said in 2018 that she did not have an affair with Donald Trump. But do you see that anywhere on the news? I haven't seen it. You know, I saw the uh, former attorney for Michael Cohen, and the, the prosecution is going to, I think, is according to reports, is going to use the testimony of Michael Cohen. So a grand jury has been impaneled, and this Robert Costello was on with uh, Tucker Carlson this week, and he's, again, former legal advisor to to Cohen, and there's no solid evidence, according to to, uh, Costello, who's a pretty good attorney, according to Dershowitz. No solid evidence, but uh, back to Costello, he said Cohen was suicidal back when he was being charged. This guy's a felon. Cohen is a felon. He spent time in prison. And back before he went to prison, before he was convicted, uh, he was Trump's uh, fixer, as you know. He, say, he said to uh, Costello, look, I, I don't want to serve a day in prison. I will do and say anything not to serve in prison. This is the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's a, he is not to be trusted. He's a liar and he's a felon. And the prosecution is hoping that Cohen somehow sinks Trump. He was, he was so desperate, again, according to his lawyer, this Rob, Robert Costello, that he was suicidal at one point. And this is the guy that the prosecution is hanging its case on. I think, Trump, it's going to be very difficult uh, to to get an arrest on Trump. I think that the obviously the evidence is lean on that, you know, on the hush money charge. Now, there are a number of other uh, allegations out there and all kinds of legal trouble for the ex-president. And uh, another issue that the president, the former president, is dealing with is in Fulton County, Georgia. The DA there, uh, Fannie Willis, has an open probe looking at potential criminal behavior around Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia. And I heard, again, Dershowitz today commented on that. He said uh, Trump used the word "a uh, find. Find me however many votes it was, 15,000, 20,000. Find me X amount of votes, he said to the elections people in Georgia. And the the dictionary definition of find is if you lose something, you have to find it. So he was looking to get the lost votes found. He didn't say go manufacture 20,000 votes or however many it was or were. He said, you know, find me X amount of votes. So again, it comes down to a lot of legal Maneuvering and parsing of words, but I don't. I think the president's case there. I mean, it's kind of a ambiguous word. Find it's, it may hinge on just one word that that case alone. But the classified documents, the special counsel Jack Smith looking into that, uh, the improper removal of classified material to Mar-a-Lago after the president left the White House. I mean, you know, Biden's done that. Pence now, I guess, has done that or has allegedly have done that. Another. Issue that you know the president is dealing with with is author uh, E. Jean Carroll. I see her popping up. Her face. She's well into her seventies. She's suing Trump for defamation after he denied raping her uh, during an alleged assault in the mid '90s. I haven't seen her until this week. Her name and uh, some stories are popping up on the internet. of course, here in New York, you have the uh, this political hack is AG. It's uh, Letitia James. I couldn't think of her name. The AG in New York promised to indict. uh, That's how we got her elected. She promised to indict Trump. But it's been said you can indict a a ham sandwich. So he may get indicted. Whether that, you know, results in an arrest is another matter. The Trump Organization was convicted of tax fraud charges brought by the AG, Letitia James, back in December of, of last year. The CFO, Alan Weaselberg was sentenced to five months at Rikers Island. All these different allegations. But, you know, something, nothing has stuck. He has been convicted of nothing yet. And, you know, like he's going to point out here, I got a little clip from the former president. It's about a minute long, and he he's says basically what, uh, what it's about. The deep state is after him. And even if they do get him on some charge, uh, it's got to be a felony charge. Because of pre- then he won't be able to run again. If he gets indicted on a misdemeanor, that's not going to prevent him from running. You know, there are any number of reasons. And the, the former president is right on the money. He says the deep state is after him. And they are. They hate him. They're trying to destroy him because he's on to them. He pulled back the curtain for us back in 2016. There there are some evil doings in Washington and in all around the country. The president, the former president, soon to be, hopefully in two years, future president, is on to them. And he says he will destroy the deep state. And I think he will if he gets elected. Now, the the people he wants to take out don't want him to do that. And they're going to fight tooth and nail to keep him from getting back to uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But the president said, as you're going to hear in this 60-second clip, He said they're after him, but nothing is held up. And the reason, I mean, he's 76 years old. He doesn't need this. The guy is a billionaire. He could ride off into the sunset and just enjoy his life. Go golfing every day at Mar-a-Lago, enjoy his children and grandchildren. But he's fighting for us. He said at the end of this clip, I'll let him say it, but he said, you know something? They're after you. They being the deep state. They're after you. I'm just in the way. And I always will be.
1: Radical left Democrat investigations of your all time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, 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 and Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign. And remember this with all of the work that they did on Mueller no collusion that's what the answer was was all no collusion whether it's the mar-a-lago raid or the unselect committee hoax the perfect georgia phone call who was absolutely perfect or the stormy horseface daniels extortion plot they're all sick and it's fake news our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them. And they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where, not me, but we are up by so much, they can't even believe
0: it. Uh, They know who they're up against, the the deep state and uh, the president's uh, opponents, and uh, they don't like it. They don't like, they see the handwriting on the wall. You know, Matt Walsh said uh, this week, Trump's war chest is being drained. Potential donors are beginning to, to shy away. It's going to be a very difficult general election by, by all accounts. Now, I know some people who say Trump's going to win in a landslide. I hope he does. I hope he does. But Matt Walsh suggested over the weekend, I guess it was, that the motivation could be to make just enough of a martyr out of Trump to ensure he wins the GOP nomination. They want him to win because they're afraid of DeSantis. If DeSantis announces he's running and runs against Biden, he probably would, would crush Biden. But we don't know that. But ultimately, the, the Trump's opponents want him to get the nomination, and they would think that he's just—he would just be so drained, he'd run out of steam for the general, and would lose to Biden or whoever the Democrats nominate. So anyway, it's a plausible theory. Everybody's got a theory out there, you know. But I can't picture, based on these charges that are so flimsy, the president getting, uh, you know, having doing the perp walk. I know his his detractors would love that, wouldn't they? Wouldn't MSNBC and CNN be just joyous over Trump being cuffed. It's not going to happen. Not based on the allegations against him. As I mentioned, Dershowitz says these these uh, allegations are trumped up charges against the former president. But anyway, and if he goes, I mean, holy, I mean, what is, why aren't they looking into Biden's uh, connections with Russia and uh, the Ukraine and China, I meant to say, communist China. I mean, this guy is as dirty as a day is long and he always has been. I, that's what I just I just can't understand. Well, I can't understand it. The deep state controls the levers of power. They control the D, uh, the uh, the uh, Department of Justice, the FBI, the White House, half of Congress, even the Republicans in Congress. Many of them are are rhinos, and many of them are part of the deep state. The Mitch McConnells and the Lindsey Graham's of the world, and the in the Mitt Romneys. They're all part of it. But the former president said the real target is you. The deep state is after you. I'm just in the way. And I always will be. And when he said, I always will be, I mean, he was so genuine. He is fighting for this nation. He's fighting for you. He's fighting for me. I know there's a lot of other things we could talk about closer to home, certainly at the state level, at the local level here in upstate New York. But this is huge. What happens if they put handcuffs on a former president? I mean, these Trump haters are rabid. And as my wife pointed out, and I know this to be a fact, I mean, I, I feel it in my heart that we're up against, we're warring against, not against flesh and blood as the Bible tells us, as uh, St. Paul wrote to the Ephesians, Ephesians 6, verse 12, we're up against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We don't battle against flesh and blood. It's not a person or members of Congress or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi were up against. We're up against spirits, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenlies. Our enemies are the people in the deep state, not just in Washington, but around the world. There's a movement towards globalization. It is not of God. The world as we know it is under the control of the devil. There is no evidence to convict Trump on any of these allegations, not even enough to charge him. It's more the same, as the president pointed out. It's just a, the witch hunt continuing. This is the latest chapter in it. You know, Russia collusion for years. Then the Mueller investigation as the president, I don't want to go over old old news, but it proved that he's not guilty of anything. It was his opponent, Hillary Clinton, who worked with the Russians to collude against him. But is anything happening to Hillary? No. They impeached him for a phone call with a transcript that clearly showed he committed no offense. I mean, this is, Biden is the one who needs to be investigated. And you know something, one way or the other, he's going down, Biden and his family. It's a crime syndicate. I wish we had more time. I, You know, there are a few other things I wanted to discuss here, and we'll do it maybe uh, on a weekend show, but... Uh, This whole business of the indictment and arrest of a former president is just unbelievable. I do. I want to talk about one one final thing here. I want to just compare Biden, his first two years in office, to some of the other recent presidents, Obama, Bush, Clinton, going back as far as Reagan. Of course, uh, I mentioned Trump, I think. I'm just, it's late in the evening here on a Tuesday. And uh, possibly when you hear this, the president may be indicted, but I doubt it. I doubt it. That's a conventional wisdom. Anyway, we've hit the two-year mark. President Biden has done the fewest press conferences since Reagan and the least number of sit-down interviews of any modern president. In the sit-downs he's done with Scott Pelley of CBS, is, that's uh, the, among the one that sticks out in my mind, he's really said nothing of substance. He's held 22 press conferences and 58 interviews. Trump at this juncture, 41 press conferences, 205 interviews. Obama, 46 press conferences, 275 interviews. Bush, 40 and 89. Clinton, 84 and 132. H.W. Bush, 70 and 97. Going back to Reagan, had only 15 press conferences in the first two years, 107 interviews. And Reagan was up in years, as is Biden. So that may be part of it, but I'm not sure that's the case. But the headline in the New York Post, Don't Ask, Won't Tell. The president is afraid to face any kind of serious questions about the, the state of this nation. You know, here's Biden. He's, he's always sold himself as, you know, middle class Joe from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's afraid to see the press. He ran away from them at, on St. Patrick's Day. A couple of uh, final notes here. Just 34% of progressive activists say they are proud to be American. Compared to 62% of Asians, 70% of blacks, and 76% of Hispanics, the very groups whose interests these activists claim to represent. That's according to the liberal patriots Rye Teixeira. Yet the progressives' view defines Democrats, thanks to their strong and frequently dominant influence in associated institutions, such as nonprofits, uh, foundations, advocacy groups, academia, legacy media, the arts. So on and so forth. Dems have tried uniting the country around the need to dismantle systemic racism and promote equity. They failed, and they continue to fail. Democrats are not patriotic. I'm sorry. they have an issue. They have a problem being patriotic. They don't view America as a great nation. that's there's no other way to put it. One final thought, I, I wish I could leave you on a, on a brighter note, but Plato said once that the price good men pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil men. We are being ruled by an evil group of people in Washington and in Albany. I'll tell you. I'm closer to that than I am to the, uh, the leadership in Washington. I work for the assembly. I see it every day. These people are, some of them, not all, some are just misguided they believe their policies will work, but they're just, they're stupid. They're they who Lenin referred to as useful idiots. But some of these people are, they're, they're all idiots. They're flat-out Marxists. You need to get involved in public affairs. Start at the local level. Pay attention to what your government or governments are doing. It's important. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. This is the Pac-Man podcast, and I'm Ted Flint. We do this at least once a week. If you want to uh, check out our fine shows, go to the website, the B M G network.com. And uh, we do columns as well there for you under the pack perspective and check out all the fine uh, podcasters. We have my daughter, Madeline did one recently. She, it's an excellent podcast on, on art. She is an artist and she compares, uh, the, uh, modern art, which is, I guess, what kind of, what would you call modern art? It's a lot of it's junk. I can't think of what she called it. She knows more about it, but she compares modern art to classicism. The, uh, the influence of, of Roman and Greek architecture. We don't see much of that nowadays. And there's a reason for it. And she touches on that. It's very good. She's an excellent podcaster. And she's so young. I'm so proud of her. And she's a uh, an A student in, in college. She's going to be uh, going into the medical profession. And uh, anyway, check her podcast out. It's called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. want to contact me directly, it's pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at pacman the Network.com, all lowercase. And uh, don't forget, hit like, hit subscribe. We need subscribers to The Pac-Man and share. And if the good Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio.